live from Baltimore. It's Monday at noon. Justin, how are you? Good morning. I feel like we should have done that or either like our NPR voices like live from Baltimore, Maryland. It's, I don't know. Hi, Justin. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. How are you, Nick? Where are we? Do you want to explain why we did that as our cold open? Yes, we are in the place where it all started, really, where we where we became friends. Campus Ministry, um, which we have talked about a lot at Loyola University, Maryland, It is Alumni Weekend, and we are here. Um, and we thought it would be really cool to do the podcast from the show, from the uh, place where we became friends. So yes. we are in the basement of the chapel, also known as Cone Hall. Cone Hall, and there is mass going on upstairs. <laughs> yes, so if you hear, if you hear, um... If you hear an organ or yeah. something, or, yeah. or chanting, or, I don't know. It's also Palm Sunday. So, it is Palm you know, Sunday. The waving of palms, I guess. I don't know. We also have our Starbucks. Yes, here. we got Starbucks, and I just want to... Um, I think this is important to mention um, in, you know, just in in these trying times, uh, Justin handed me a sticker while we were at this the Starbucks. This was not a sticker that I, I, no, this is a sticker I found on campus somewhere. Yes, um, but it is a sticker that he found, I think, on the Starbucks wall, and it says, I'm feeling sexy and free, which is a lyric from Jesse J's Domino. Um, but it's a picture. What it's is, a black what is and white the lyric on top of? Yes. Yeah, the black and white grainy picture of Jimmy Fallon just like kind of looking into the camera, like taking a selfie, not smiling. It's kind of like when your mom or dad opens <laughs> their camera and like takes that like Facebook selfie that we all know and have come to tolerate. Um, that's what it looks like. So I don't know what this is from, but I'm gonna keep it. Yeah, I don't my really troubles. know what it's from either. But. Yeah. Do you, do you want to explain also, too, what you spent about an hour and a half yesterday doing? Uh, opening the gate? Well, opening the gate <laughs> to our Airbnb. Dude, I don't, I don't know what true. I did for an hour and a half. Well, Nick created uh, Point of Due stickers. Oh, yeah. No, I did. Cre- I created Point of Due stickers using campus ministry money. Um, Once an intern, always an intern. Yes. Um, but that's okay because I stole one of their ProExist stickers and I left them some point of due stickers. So, um, not a fair trade, but you know, we made out well, Justin. Yes, yes. And ProExist is the interfaith kind of slogan, right? Just, yes. So that's what I'm saying. They yes. got the short end of that deal. But, um, <laughs> point of due. Yeah, return. they got point of due stickers. Um, <laughs> Encouraging interfaith dialogue. Yeah, I mean, we do do that. Your bullshit. We do this do is that. Kind of a difference. No, we do that. We, we do, do talk encourage about interfaith. We, we do encourage interfaith dialogue. Um, which leads me to my question from like two minutes ago. Justin, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> I responded to that. Oh, my bad. <laughs> I Nick, said how I are you? Well. I said I was doing well. Uh. Um, it was a fun, it's been a fun weekend. 
it's been nice to see people and it's been nice to see people from your class especially too because i've been in touch with like my friends from my class and stuff but mm -hmm. i'm realizing that i really haven't seen a lot of people who you graduated with because we didn't get that closure of like you know your your spring ending and being able to say bye and stuff and like the, obviously the close people in, that i people that i'm close with in your class i've seen but just it was nice seeing people in your class too yeah that i haven't seen in a while they're all right um i <laughs> yeah i've been having a lot of fun too it's been very nice to see people that i haven't seen both friends and like you said people that like just like acquaintances too that we haven't seen in a while that are friendly and kind and nice to see on campus um, I went last night to with my two friends Julia and Catherine, um, who are some of went to dinner with them. Yes. Yep. Yes, we went to the Cheesecake Factory. Um, Where else would you go? Exactly. Um, <laughs> I ran into not ran into, but one of the servers was a Tinder match. My first ever Tinder match in Baltimore. <laughs> the fact we that never you remember that. Yeah, that was funny because I I I don't get around so like it's like probably one of four people I don't in get Maryland. Around. So <laughs> that was kind of funny. Um, I, I like the fact that it's been, what, six years since you were first year at Loyola, and you bought your first Loyola sweatshirt yesterday? Yes, thank you for telling them all that it's been six years. <laughs> um, yeah, I bought my first Loyola I sweatshirt. I think that's so funny. Like, my family and myself, we bought out the bookstore almost that's, immediately. That's like, pretty <laughs> normal. I think that that's what you do. Um, Hold on, before we go any further, I just need to do something, just and this can, we can stay the, keep this on oh the podcast. Gosh. He's about to spray hairspray, and I'm not going to, I'm about to choke. Sorry. If you hear me coughing, this is why. I just, I saw myself in the video. He's and sitting like, two oh. feet away from me, and he's spraying his hairspray all over. Oh my goodness. <laughs> this is how you get the messy TikTok look, people. Okay. Um, well, so last night, there was an event, first of its kind, called Alumni, and that I attended that. Nick did not attend that, although everyone was asking for Nick. I felt like I felt like I was your personal assistant. And I, was like, where's Nick? I was like, sorry, he's unavailable at the moment. You'll have to call back. At I know a, later a lot time. of people. You're, I'm kidding. You're, you're I'm kidding. Famous. I'm kidding. I really don't. You're I'm kidding. really famous. I'm I really, kidding. And people were asking about the podcast too. That so I that love. was a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I'm ve we very. We very much the, appreciate if that. If only I had the stickers, because then it would be like, I know. here's our business card. And I just know. Stick it on their suit jacket or their dress. You know. Yeah. <laughs> no. I've and I've been leaving like. Follow Point of View podcast yes, on Instagram. Every on, whiteboard that Nick sees on campus. Every available writing, whiteboard. He's writing. He's advertising Point of View. You can really tell that Nick is our marketing person. Mm -hmm. And I'm here. Um, <laughs> and I see you. Do you see me? Thank you. I was... <laughs> oh, we're in person too. I don't know if we have oh, mentioned. No. Well, I think we, we, we have by that. saying we where we that. are, but we're yeah. we are in person. We're not like we're not sitting laptops across from each other. Yeah, you know, we're yeah. sharing a microphone. Sharing a microphone. We're sharing headphones. So today, do you have anything else to add for this? Oh, what are you grateful for? I, I think you kind of answered that. I think I'm grateful. I'm grateful for the Loyola community. Yes. Yes. I am so. too, and I'm grateful for. Also, I should probably feel like no, you say you're grateful thing. I should probably finish my alumni thought. Oh yeah, true. <laughs> um, I will say that I am grateful for specifically last night, um, going Julia and Catherine for their hospitality, uh, and I got to meet their dog and oh. Olive. Is really cute. She's Olive. That's yes. the name. Dog. Oh. Yeah, and she's very well behaved. I have to say, I don't think they would agree, but she behaved very well. And she's a puppy, so like she's very well trained. That's um, sweet. But they just make me feel so seen and respected, and I love them a lot. So That's shout awesome. out to them. Um, how was alumni? 
I I'm also grateful for the band not really feeling the vibe of the event because the this alumni was really open to like all loyal alumni and they they their first song was like a Metallica song and Yikes. really it wasn't like this was like a it wasn't a there was no dress code it wasn't like black tie type of thing but like I don't know there was like it was classy mm. and then just playing Metallica was just like that was it was a vibe it was fun um, nice. but again nice to see people. I'm feeling sexy and free. Oh no. my gosh. Um, do you, so today we wanted to talk about toxic masculinity. I wanted to talk about it given the, me specifically, and you can talk if you want in a broader sense, but um, with the Oscars, uh, Chris Rock, Will Smith, Will Smith s- striking Chris Rock, I wanted to talk not about that event specifically because my opinion on it is... You know, he did something wrong. He was held accountable for it at the time that this is released. Um, he is banned from the Oscars uh, for 10 years. He can't be a guest and he can't attend the show. So he, you know, did something wrong. He was held accountable and we move on, but we talk about the implications of it in order to better ourselves and, you know, make sure that things like this don't happen. Yeah, right? absolutely. And we, you and I have talked about that we talked about on a previous episode, I think with Lauren, just like, cause she lived down the street, like, Oh, like this happened with, did you see any of the news people? But we, you and I have had conversations about, do we talk about this? Do we, how do we want to talk about it? Right. And we decided that, as you said, kind of the implications, there've been a lot of like, what does this mean? Um, in terms of like, does it set back, you know, racial justice conversations? Does it set back, um, gender equality conversations? Does it set back, you know, all these different, you know, a feminist movement, you know, all these different things. And so we felt like where we can kind of have a conversation is is talking about masculinity and what it means to be a man and in turn kind of that toxic masculinity. So that's kind of what we're going to do today. Yeah. And honestly, I view this as speaking, this episode is speaking to men um, and with men too, because I do not, the last thing I want this to be is a I am educating, I am holier than thou. Like, this right. is calling everybody in, because I think I, I've reflected, you know, on myself and just thought, like, toxic masculinity isn't just to the extremes of um, sexual abuse. Like, that's, that is absolutely toxic masculinity, but it's not the only example of it. Like, sure. I, I think... I know for myself that I can see some of the behavior in my in my past self that I've already, you know, acknowledged and grown from and I I'm proud of myself for that, but I don't want this to come off as a we are do as we do, like do as I say. Yeah, it's yeah, I think it's important to note that as with everything that we talk about on this show, this really is a point uh, a point of view, point of do uh like point of like it's opinion podcast, right? Right. I mean we'll be grounding our conversation in some of the some of the literature that we have here. Um in fact I'll I kinda wanna bring that up in a moment. But anything we say, we're not experts, right? right. We we haven't done this research. We're just people who wanna have this conversation because we think it's an important conversation to have. And right. that's again part of the reason why, you know, I wanted to start a podcast is because I was having really interesting conversations about really important topics and I felt like you know, maybe these are some conversations that other people would would benefit from hearing, or just be entertained by, or learn something from. So, of course, I learn from it. I honestly like my opinions sometimes change as we're recording. 
episodes. Yeah. And I learned from the conversation I learned about myself. No, I honest to God, like, I have learned a lot. Like, my, I do like how fluid conversations are on right. here. And we're both human, too, right? And so, like, what we say now or, like, might not be something that we... Like, I don't know, we're, we, we make mistakes and we change, like, our opinions change and all that stuff. But like I said, we're going to try and ground this conversation within um, the definitions that we have here that I'm going to present in a, in a second. Um, and then kind of, just kind of talk about it and what it, what it means, you know, being men, men. in today's society. <laughs> yes. Being men in today's society. Yes. Um, Can you start us off with the definitions of sex and gender? Yes. So I wanted to talk first about the term sex and the term gender. Because sometimes they can get confused. Um, and so my source here is the American Medical Association. Um, and this is how they ref, uh, define the two topics. They say, um, sex refers to the biological differences between male and females, while gender refers to the continuum of complex psychosocial self-perceptions, attitudes, and expectations people have about members of both sexes. Even the terms male and female versus man and women are not interchangeable. What it means to be male or female originates from the physical characteristics derived from sex hormones and genes that lead to certain gonads, internal and external genitalia, and physiological hormones, while being a man or being a woman holds a broader meaning with cultural concepts of masculinity and femininity coming into play. So when we talk about uh, masculinity and in mm -hmm. turn femininity, we're talking about gender which is uh, more of a social construct not based factually in the biology that's sex um, and i also want social. yes i want to add the note to um that when someone says because i i know this said both sexes but when we talk about gender it's not just male and female it's there are right multiple genders we'll get into that right it's as it said in the definition gender refers to the continuum of complex psychosocial perception so it's not Right, just but there are being people that man, are, being a right, woman. like there are people that are intersex. Can you explain more what that is? So I just wanted to bring up the notation that when we speak about gender, it's not just male and female. There are gender is a spectrum and it's fluid. When we talk about sex, male, female, there are also people who are intersex. Who are? I'll give the definition. Intersex is a general term used for a variety of situations in which a person is born with reproductive or sexual anatomy that does not fit the boxes of female or male. This is a uh, definition from Planned Parenthood. That's interesting. I, 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 that's something I admittedly am unfamiliar with, so yeah. thank you for it's bringing the, that into this conversation. It's on the, the pride flag. It's the yellow um, triangle on the newest updated version of the pride flag with the, the purple circle in it. Oh, okay. I just wanted to you know, talk about yes. that. The gender and sex both are more than just the binary, what we think of, um, or what we've been taught to think. Right. But sex is, has its foundations in the biology, yes. while gender is more a psychosocial, um, cultural concept yes. that, um, as you said, is, and as the AMA, the American Medical Association describes, is more on a continuum. Um, and we'll talk a little bit about that. But for this episode, when we talk about masculinity, that's more along the gender lines, right? What does right. it mean <clears throat> in a society to be, uh, a man act like a man um and then in turn what does it mean to be a woman to act um feminine and right. so to be honest i don't even know what it means to act like a man because when we can get into that if you if you want to say like act like a man i would say like act if that would be like if you identify as a man and you act 
grown up. You know what I mean? That's the only way I can think of that because I don't know what acting like a man would necessarily mean. Right. Um, because if you identify as a man, you act like a man. Well, that's a great segue into this next article that I want to talk about. So there's an article from The Atlantic, and it's titled The Problem with the Term Toxic Masculinity, which we said is kind of what we want to talk about, right? And it says that since the late 1980s, a new sociology of masculinity has been led by sociologist Ray Wynn Connell. And they say that rather than one defiant definition of masculinity, there are multiple masculinities that are shaped by um, an individual's perception of class, race, culture, sexuality, and other factors that are constantly in competition with one another as to which can claim to be more authentic. In this view, which is now the prevailing social scientific understanding of masculinity, the standards by which a real man is defined can vary dramatically across time and place. Connell and others theorized that common masculine ideals such as social respect, physical strength, sexual potency, become problematic when they set unattainable standards for men and boys. Falling short can make men and boys insecure and anxious, which might prompt them to use force in order to feel and be seen as dominant and in control. Keyword might, not generalizing. Right. Male violence in this scenario doesn't emanate from something bad or toxic that has crept into the nature of masculinity itself. Rather, it comes from these men's social and political settings, the particularities of which set them up for inner conflicts over social expectations and male entitlement. Yes. So what does that mean in, you know, later? Toxic masculinity, I'm just looking at some bullets right now. Um, but suppressing emotions, masking distress, we talk about, oh, be a man. Um, yes. What is, again, what does that mean? Because all that means to me is you identify as a man. You know yes. what I mean? And if you mm-hmm. want to say, like, oh, you're not act like, if you want to distinguish it from, like, acting as a child versus acting as an adult, you can make that distinction. But being a man is not, that that shouldn't be a, that shouldn't be synonymous with be tough. Or hide your emotions. Right. And tough, you know, being a tough person, in my opinion, again, is not masking emotions. I think it's a lot braver to be vulnerable. Um, But yeah, but maintaining an appearance, this is another uh, bullet, maintaining an appearance of hardness, uh, violence as an indicator of power. That's a huge one. Yes. Um, And these are examples of uh, what toxic masculinity could be considered as. Yes. Um, it's toxic masculinity, toxic masculinity is what can come of teaching boys. I'm reading this, um, that they can't express emotions openly, that they have to be tough all the time. And I've heard that a lot. Like, oh, you're acting like a girl. You have to man up or you have to be like the man of the situation. Like I've heard that a few times. Um, and I just think that is harmful for the, not, I think, I know that it's harmful for the reasons that we just explained. Um, fortunately, you know. I know better than to act that way. Right. But. And those examples come from the New York Times, and we'll have all of our citations in the description of uh, this episode. But I think I can really, I really resonate with what the Atlantic article said about it's not necessarily masculinity in itself that is um, unhealthy, right? Right. It's, it's when society or a culture or whatever sets certain standards that are unattainable and make um, cause some sort of like internal conflict or insecurity about you're not able to reach that right and like nick you were saying like be a man like what does that what does that mean right and um i i was actually thinking and i had this conversation 
I don't know if I had this conversation or if it's just like internal dialogue I have in my head, but um, just like, you know, slang terms, right? Grow a pair means yeah. be strong when right. don't be a pussy. Mm-hmm. Again, talking about like the biological um, right. like genitalia right. of male and female. Again, that's going into like more sex versus gender. Yes. What what do those it's mixing two phrases? The two. Right. It's, it's mixing it's, the it's two definitions, the two. but it's also it's just indicating line, but... that men are strong, women are not. Women are supposed to be weak, and right. you know, or women are weak and they're supposed to be more submissive, protected, and that's just not. First of all, that whole thing with men are supposed to be the protectors. It's like okay, well, in the idea that men need to be this strong, hard exterior and also violent, like that's sexism. Times have are are changing, and I think we need to change too. I want to talk about a little bit because w- when I made the distinction of what does it mean to be a man, and it's like okay, it can either mean two things you are, or what it should mean is I identify as a man or I act as an adult, and that's you know distinguishing hmm. boys from from men in the same way they'd be like i'm acting like a woman or i'm acting like a girl i wanted to make that very distinct from the whole boys will be boys type thing because when i say oh being a man versus being a boy i don't want to excuse it's not like oh boys will be boys because i i had this up when i was planning this uh episode i think the whole boys will be boys excuse is a way for men to kind of excuse their own behavior and not talk about how we're influencing kids you know what i mean like how sure. we're, what we're allowing because if you talk about it with your kids if you talk about you know what it means to be a boy or a man however you want to say it um i think it kind of forces adults to look inward a little bit mm-hmm. and if you're teaching your kids this and then you kind of realize like some of the flaws in yourself um i think the boys will be boys um, statement as a way to just continue or continue to allow the poor behavior of men to continue adults to continue by not having that conversation does that make sense does it yeah i'm going to encourage you to um, say more about the distinction between um what you mean by like that saying the boys will be boys and versus like i'm a little bit confused about what you meant about like the adults becoming adults oh um, yeah, yeah yeah no i just meant um when i said what does it mean to be a man it's like okay either you identify as a man or if you want to say like oh i'm a man like when people say men i don't like look at a 10 year old and be like oh, oh look it's a man gotcha you so know like what i mean growing into like a, yeah a, a like puberty like going yeah, from well, becoming I'm a boy saying, to a man yeah like, i guess age you can it, disting- okay. distinguish it as sure. like a man is an adult whereas a boy is a child but i didn't want to sure make that the same thing as oh boys will be boys like when they're kids they can do it because it's fine because like yeah kids are gonna make mistakes but when we're talking in the you know in the discussion of gender violence and sure yeah i also want to bring up um because you know me in politics yes um i think it's an interesting so this is also part of the atlantic article um and so this is what they say um, a predictable conflict has accompanied the term's rise. This is the term of toxic masculinity. Many conservatives allege that charges of toxic masculinity are an attack on manhood itself at a time when men already face challenges such as higher rates of drug overdose and suicide. Many progressives, on the other hand, meanwhile contend that the detoxification of masculinity is an essential pathway to gender equality. Amid the heated discourse, newspapers, magazines, articles have blamed toxic masculinity for 
uh, rape, murder, mass shootings, gang violence, online trolling, climate change, um, and even other political movements um, in the modern age. Um, and I think that's an interesting kind of conversation too, because I in in the United States I've heard both sides talk about to- toxic masculinity, and especially I feel like in um, during the Me Too movement. Yeah, um, I noticed. Talk. Sorry. No, no. I noticed something that you said about um, there's a conservative argument that why would we bring this up when men already have i think this is what how you read it when men are already have higher rates of substance abuse and but i think you know toxic masculinity the 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 teaching that tells you to suppress your emotion i think that would lead to more substance abuse right and and unhealthy coping mechanisms so i think we should be like you know what i mean like that's 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 the flaw there well again i think talking about you know, um, as I said in the beginning when we were talking about uh, toxic toxic masculinity, like the the coping mechanisms could stem from the insecurity of oh, I'm not meeting that standard or the society's expectation of you know being tough or not showing my emotions or whatever. Like, um, I mean, I don't know that I'm, I, that makes a lot of sense. Of like, I mean, I'm not saying that those are healthy coping mechanisms, no. but like in ways of coping. Um, you know, I, I'm very sensitive to criticism. I'm right. not necessarily, oh, same. I'm not saying necessarily, um, about like my, my masculinity or whatever, but no, like, I think, I think it makes sense for people to be, um, affected by, oh, I'm not, I'm not meeting those standards. Yeah. I have um, three things I want to say just in it. response to what you just said. Sure. Yeah. So I'm reading, I'm looking at the article that you were reading off of and it says, Many conservatives allege, and I don't know many, I don't know the number, but many conservatives allege that charges of toxic masculinity are an attack on manhood itself at a time when men already face challenges such as higher rates of drug overdose and suicide. But those two things, drug overdose and suicide, like, it's not, oh, well, we're going through a lot, so let us be toxic. Like, that, those, that toxic masculinity perpetuates a lot of unhealthy coping mechanisms. So I think talking about it, not I think, I know, talking about it is a way to combat suicide rates and drug addiction. It's one way to, because I'm not saying everybody who's a drug addict or everybody who um, is suicidal is acting because of toxic masculinity. (laughs) I'm not saying it like that. I wanted to point out that I think that you do a very good job of, and this is one of the, I think I gave this on episode 17 when we were talking about like an affirmation for the other person. I think you do a great job of not adhering to traditional what it means. Like, I think that you are very emotionally intelligent and just like, I appreciate that you're not. This is, this is honestly, you've, you've segued me great. And I'm just, I'm going to shake your hand right now because this is. <laughs> but um, honestly, because, I think you do a great job of recognizing toxic, like you all, I feel like you always have. You've done. Well, thank you. That means a lot. And, and at the same time though, I don't want to make it sound like, oh, this person doesn't act like, oh, I have to be tough. All the-. Like you are very in touch with your emotions is what I'm saying. And you know that like vulnerability, like being vulnerable is a strength. Sure. But at the same time, I want to point out, this is not, at the same time, you're bad at it. And as I admitted, now I'm not talking about Justin anymore, but just because you, you know, don't like, oh, I have to wear all blue because like, there are still like, (laughs) there are people, there are people like in the gay community that are toxic, you know, like toxic, toxic masculinity is also alive there. So it's not Mm -hmm. just in traditional oh like i'm it's a gender thing it's not you know even even in that definition when we started saying you know there are multiple masculinities shaped by class race culture sexuality 
like sexuality is one of those things. Right. Um, sexual orientation is one of those things. Yeah. Um, so I just wanted to point out that being there, but right. Yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to point out that you being comfortable or peop, you're very comfortable in your own skin, but being comfortable in your own skin and with your with your gender does not mean that you are not perpetuating toxic masculinity. Sure. That's what I wanted to point out. And I'm not well, saying you specifically. Sure. Well, so I wanted to bring up like just kind of an experience that might have been the foundation of me being okay with, I guess, kind of what you explained of like being okay showing emotion, kind of like not um, always like forming like the, or not forming, following the like stereotypical, this is how a guy is supposed to, um, you know, act in society. So um, my junior year, my senior year in 27, January 2017, um, my grandmother passed away right mm -hmm. and i was obviously very sad yes. this was the first loss that i had experienced that was like re like very close to me okay um a relative and um so what i find is when or at least in my experience i was very sad during the i was grieving during the during the services the funeral um the burial but the hardest part was going back to normal or quote-unquote adjusting to my new normal mm -hmm. after this happened so i went back to high school um, i took a couple of days off before the services and stuff but then i had to continue to go to school and continue on with my life right right your life doesn't stop and i it, the grief came in waves mm -hmm. and something would just randomly trigger me and i would feel really sad like i needed to cry now sometimes i would stop it because I was go, I can't do that. I'm at an all boys school. I right. I can't. I'm a guy. I can't cry in the middle because then people are like, why is he crying? Like that's so weird. But then I then I thought more about it and I said, why the hell can't I cry? My grandmother passed away. I'm sad. Like if people right. if people judge me for crying in this moment, that's more on them than it is for me. I can I can be sad. And so whenever I um. I guess have those moments of like feeling deeply, and I I will say I am a deep feeler. Yes, no matter what the emotion is, you are. Um, I was until I, now I'm on Zoloft. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I am a deep feeler, and so it was those moments where like if people judge me for how I'm feeling, I don't mind crying in public. I don't mind crying in front of my friends. I don't mm -hmm. mind crying in front of strangers, because if people judge me, they don't know what. I'm going through and I no matter what I have a very valid reason to feel what I feel and so it was a kind of a that moment that started me on the journey of trusting in my feelings and realizing and validating my feelings no matter what they are which going back to our conversation about um, you know masculinity that's frowned upon as, right. as, a, as a if you're if you identify as a man um, it's frowned upon to show your emotions, right? Because it's, it's seen as feminine. It's seen as weak. But that, I think, is where the, the, the toxicity comes in, especially right. with emotions. But, right. And femininity and weakness are not synonymous in any way. Right. In fact, that's so important. In fact, some yeah. of my greatest here, I would say my greatest heroes, like some of my greatest, just like inspirations, role models, people I look up to, the hardest workers are women. Yeah. I just like, I have a lot of very strong women in my life and strong female role models that I look up to and I yeah. it, it's just it's not synonymous but um I cut you off no I yeah I was, no, I was just saying response. that I think it's like that's that's kind of where 
you know, you, you said very nicely that you think that I'm not, not someone who necessarily follows the, the you know, quote-unquote gender norms. And I kind of want to talk about, like, what gender norms are in this conversation, right. too. Um, but that's kind of where it started for me. It was, like, in high school, as you know, high school is an awkward time for everyone. Yes. You're, like, you know, either in the middle of, before, or just out of puberty, like, mm-hmm. trying to figure out, like, who you are. It's a very, you know, in terms of growth, like biologically there's a lot of hormones going on and all yes. that stuff but that was when i kind of realized like okay like who do i want to be as a person who who am i as as a man and you know being an all guy school all boys school high school um and then even coming to loyola being a coordinator of a men's retreat and attending a men's retreat that was a conversation we had of what does it mean to be a man today right. um and and to me my own personal definition is uh being able to trust your emotions because we're human and everyone has emotions there's yes. no there's no i feel like only harm can come out of suppressing any emotions that come up as you navigate this life right i would agree um i also two things that i want to i'm just looking at my notes and i want to go back to the whole um boys will be boys thing i've i keep coming back to this but it's just something that's on my mind um and i'm speaking to men right now like what an insult to ourselves to excuse that like as oh they're fine boys will be boys it's like that's only used when we're talking about bad behavior. I was going to so, say, you know I want you to I mean? say like, more about when those only, contexts are used. Yeah, that's only yeah. used when we're talking about bad behavior. So it's like, oh, boys will, will be boys. Boys will be themselves. Boys will be bad. Like, that's what, and it's okay. That is what that's saying. Hmm. That is literally what that's saying. And when do they stop being, quote, boys? When do they stop being toxic? When do they stop being bad? Like, if we if we say it is adults, we're allowing it to continue, and that means it doesn't stop, and that means that we're not teaching our kids. Like to be honest, I didn't have a conversation with my parents about what it means to be a man, what it means to like. I never I don't think had, I've had that, that conversation. I might have had like a small conversation or something, but I don't know if that's something that I've had either. Really. And I think we're getting there as a society. I don't think that was co- like I know we're getting better in terms of having these conversations and not suppressing our emotions. We still have a long way to go, of mm-hmm. course. Um, but I just wanted to point that out, like, when people say, oh, it's fine, boys will be boys, and I'm speaking directly to men, like, you're insulting yourselves, really. Can you talk more about, like, I, I know you said, um, when, when bad behavior, but, like, talk more about, like, examples of when that's being said. Like, in my mind, oh. I'm thinking of, like, when boys are being, I know, but, like, for our audience, like, ramp, like when they're being rambunctious, rambunctious and something breaks, or, like... Yeah, okay, um, and that's fine, like, and that's what I'm saying, kids are are wild right like you know like and it's very it's not uncommon for like a little boy to be like playing in the mud or getting so dirty and like not caring at all but like girls also do like i think that's something we project a little bit onto kids like girls have just as fun playing just as much fun playing in the mud you know what i mean and there are like a lot of boys uh or little boys that like playing with i know one that likes getting his nails painted Mm -hmm. and playing with and, and watching princess movies, and there's nothing wrong with that. Sure. I mean, I was dressing up as Shania when I was three years old. <laughs> Shania right. Twain and yeah. Britney Spears. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so I, I think I'm talking more in lines of, oh, he hit her. It's like, oh, he likes you. That means he likes you if you hit a girl and you're a little kid. Like, mm-hmm. and, and the girl is told, like, oh, that means he likes you. Like, take it as a compliment. Mm. It's like, no, don't take that as a compliment. And... This gets into my point of, oh, it doesn't end when you become a man or an adult because we still see it all the time. I mean, we just saw it at the Oscars, but we right. see, you know, I'm not even talking sexual violence, which we do see too, but I'm just talking about like um, 
physical abuse. We see that all the time. And it's not just a man-on-woman, man-on-man. It's all genders. There's, you know, yes. that's a different topic. D- domestic abuse is, a, I mean, it's it's part of this conversation for sure. But that's, yes. we could do a, a whole different conversation on that. There are two things that I want to talk about. Um, and one is gender norms, I think I want to talk about a little bit and, like, what that means. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, the whole, like, the toys conversation, right? When you're when you're a kid, if you um, if your sex is male, then oftentimes you get what the trucks, the action the figures, yes. the blue room, blue versus um, pink. If you're a female, you get the Barbies, the you know American mm-hmm. Girl does like the baby, like the baby. <laughs> I all, with, like all of these like. <laughs> I played with my sister's Polly Pockets. Sure, like, I'm sure. Not... You get the pink in the in the pink. Um, and so I'm curious, you know, this is obviously an ongoing debate about you know like nature versus nurture and things mm-hmm. like that too. That's you know just a. It, it that's a question that's asked in psychology all the time nature versus nurture yes um but you know i don't think we have the answer of like okay if if you have a male baby then they automatically get the trucks the and tr- the, yeah. the, the you know and the action figures which you right. know there's the violence sure whatever and like action movies and things mm. like that yeah and but honestly something. like we all watch violent like you right. know what i mean like that shouldn't excuse and like, honestly, everybody loves violence a violent movie like, could honestly be a whole other conversation yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. and like um, i i love horror movies but that doesn't mean i'm gonna go out and shoot someone you know right. what i mean like that's but just like gender so gender norms from an er- learning gender norms i guess from a very early age and yes. then um you know like the stereotypical like gender norms of like the guy is the breadwinner and the woman is like stays home. Like that's not, that does not have to be the case and very much is not the case in today's society too. And I feel like that comes from, we've talked about historically, right? Like in, in like early civilizations when villages needed to be protected from pillaging and stuff, but like that's, that's not the case. That's not the case in, in many places. Right. That's not the case. And I also want to bring up the point of when we say, when we're talking about, like, boys will be boys. I'm not saying we need to hold these little <laughs> boys accountable. I'm saying we need to hold ourselves accountable. Yeah, no, I really do, because it's such a thing that, like, I'm not saying, oh, we need to cancel little kids. I'm saying, like, we need to be the the teachers, right? And But that that takes looking inward a little bit first, and I think that's part of the reason we don't do it. It's because comfortability, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you're, comfort- you're comfortable the way you are. Uh, or the way things are going, if mm-hmm. if a system, you know, benefits you, like, that's that's privilege and that's comfortable, you're comfortable with it, why would you want it to change? But, I mean, I, th- I have an answer for that, but I'm just saying, like, that's, I think that's a lot, what a lot of people think and why they don't have those conversations. It benefits men, so, gotcha. to be honest, gotcha. it, do- it doesn't, So you're saying, though. wait, hold on, I thought I missed the, missed the connection, but I think I understand. So you're saying that when you say boys will be boys, it's allowing um like be in a, in a patriarchal society it's allowing mm-hmm. us not to have a a, a, a deeper conversation yes on the topic. yes yes because it forces us to kind of look at our own behavior and people don't want to do that and if you're comfortable the way like if you 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 don't want to you know look inwards and see flaws so we just don't talk about it <laughs> and we and it also if if toxic masculinity is if you perceive it to be beneficial to you then I think that's why a lot of people don't, they're like, oh, it's fine. Like, men are superior, like, which is not the case. But I think there are a lot of men that think that way. Something that I thought about in terms of what happened at the Oscars is um, relationship dynamics and romantic relationship dynamics and how oftentimes in heterosexual relationships, it's seen, as we said at the beginning of the show, that men are supposed to be the protectors. And it, it almost seemed like Will Smith 
felt like he had to protect his yes. wife by using violence. Yes. And how that's such a very wrong, um, that's a very wrong idea and a dangerous idea to perpetuate. Right. Because sure, guys can be, and men can be protectors. Not that women need protecting, but like you can be, you can care for those you love yes. and those you care about without using violence. And I right. think that's the important thing to, that, that I want to remind uh, myself and other people um, when watching that was like, if someone insults someone you care about, mm-hmm. by all means, you can protect or stand up for, I guess. Stand better up than for retali- someone. Re- defend, defend their honor. Defend your own, right? Yeah. Um, but, but using of violence and using your words, you know, using whatever is really important, I think, um, before, before resorting to the violence. And I think the toxic, the toxic part of the toxic masculinity sometimes is, um, in any relationship, is resorting to defending by using violence. Yes. And I also just want to point out, too, that, like, it's not a man's, like, defending is not like, oh, that's the man's job. Like, it's... It's a decent person's job. Like right. a, a and, and females, again, right. when when women or um, non-binary people speak up, often right. they're labeled as a, too opinionated, too you know, mm. oh she's a bitch. Like Taylor Swift talks about that a lot. Mm. Um, she's calculated. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. Whereas men are considered you know business savvy if they do something that's like you right. know, or and again I think that kind of goes to the blurred lines of between sex and gender of like, yes men you know biologically have like that testosterone of like being like oh the the, the strong like right. physically right. stronger whatever but and that doesn't have sex. to go into the social cultural part any like you know anymore because again we're not right. we're not pillaged we're not in a pillaging right and also you say that yeah and also you know there are women that have testosterone when we're talking about we're, we're i'm talking about gender mm-hmm. you know like it's not that's not the way that society I mean, to be honest, there have always been more than two gender. This is just the first time we're talking about it on a grand scale. And if so, if you're using the, oh, I, why is this like all of a sudden now we're changing gender? Like it's it hasn't always been this way. It's just they're getting being talked more, about more. It's being talked about more. Um, they're being seen more. And if you want it to just oh stay the way it is, think about kind of like why do you want to stay the way it is? And that comes back to the comfortability that I was trying to bring up earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, because you're benefiting from your privilege which is suppressing somebody else sure basically but i wanted to bring up also this is going back a little bit to donald trump his campaign for presidency in 2016 when he talked about locker room talk and what that is this was when he bragged about grabbing women by their genitals and was and and excused it as locker room talk and we could unpack this in an entire episode, but first of all, like, he was bragging about grabbing people. That's not just talk, first of all. That's action. He was talking about it and boasting to it to his friends. I, do you have anything to say about this? Because this is just a point I wanted to bring up. Like, what, what do you think about that? Oh, it's just excusing um, sexual, like, even, even just in words. What are your thoughts on that? Because we hear about that a lot, like, oh, locker room, you have to be tough, and, like, there's a lot of sexual objectification of women, even just word, you know, speaking-wise. Well, I think that's something that we talked about in the in the definition, right? Connell and others theorize that common masculine ideals such as social respect, physical strength, and sexual potency become problematic when they set unattainable standards. 
this is where it's really interesting really interesting right because as humans we are a a mature more developed um being creature um than animals right right, right. In, in in and i'm talking this is where my my biology background comes because right. I, I i took an animal behavior class here at loyola oh cool and we had a um a segment on it was like sexual attraction and okay. we talked about animals and then we talked about humans right and in the animal kingdom it is it's not <laughs> there's it not can be like aggressive. consent or right, anything right, right, like right, that right. but right. as humans as a developed uh being consent is extremely important yes. and, and necessary yes. on both sides yes. um and and the first assault, part of sex every single time and assault is is very much a real thing male animals oftentimes in in most species are the ones that um uh catalyze the sexual, the interactions. sexual intercourse you said as earlier humans, it's it's completely inappropriate because intercourse and sex is a two-sided street mm -hmm. and as men that is extremely toxic uh, a trait or thing to think or idea to believe. to believe that men can just go around to any woman that they want and or any and man them. that they want or any partner that they want and yes. uh, do what they want. Yes, but I just wanted to like make the distinction. But he was like, he was saying, "Oh, that was just talk." It's like, no, you were bragging about grabbing people, um, whoever you want. But also, just this this brings me into my next point. So, like, aggressions are not just assault. That's the extreme, mm -hmm. right? But like, this like is where I was talking about, yeah, 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 like, verbal harassment, like, even just, like, the way, I think the way we think about sex could kind of be, you know, refined a little bit, and, you know, into the way that you just said, but I think a lot of people, like, this is where I go back to the looking inwards, because I was actually, so I was looking at my texts from 2018, actually, because I was looking for an old picture, and I saw a comment I made about someone that I, and I was like, oh, that just feels, like, gross to me now. Like, something sure. I would never say. And it wasn't anything, like, it was, I'm making it sound like I said something awful. And I really, it was not great, but it was not bad. Like, it wasn't. But I just, like, I think of now, the way I think of sex and the way I thought of sex, like. This well, is and I think, no, and I think this is what I, I mentioned very early on in the episode about, like, it came to light in the Me Too movement, right? We began to think about what are, what's appropriate and what's not. Um. In, in, in terms of uh, the masculinity, or not even masculinity, but like toxic masculinity in the workplace and toxic masculinity I, yes. in um, just like different industries and seeing how like the like certain thing like sexual harassment mm -hmm. in any place is just not okay. Like catcalling, that's not okay. Like right. inappropriate touching yeah. is not okay. It and should be obvious. In the and Me it's Too not. movement, it was it been people who... Um, we're on the receiving end of this type of harassment and this type of behavior. We're we're told to be silent, but right. during the Me Too moment, it was told it was it was uh, it came to light how much of an issue it was in our right. in our world and in our society. Right, and I think that's what you're saying, right? Is just kind of that type of uh, behavior as as you know, and I hate to use the word civilized, or as like developed. No, we are human developed beings. Yeah, humans. Uh, right. Humans as a species is is, yes. is completely inappropriate and yes. um, unnecessary and uh, toxic. And to be honest, as I was saying, I was like, nope, this is OCD. I didn't actually say anything wrong. I was just like implicating <sighs> myself as I always do. No, but I just back then, I don't know. I think that sex can be like a. I'm not saying this in a religious way, but a very sacred thing. And it, it, yeah. for a lot of people, it's a religious thing. But for a lot of people, it's not. Mm -hmm. But I think sacred is. 
what I meant to say by that. And, like, I made a sexual comment to my friend about somebody that I found attractive. Um, Obviously, it was, like, it was a hypothetical, but and it would be a consensual thing. But even that, to me, and that was just kind of reading that back, I was like, ew, I hate that I said that. Um, But that's kind of what I wanted to say in terms of, like, it forces us to kind of look inwards a little bit. And just because you're not out here assaulting people or sexually abusing them does not mean you don't perpetuate the culture that is toxic masculinity. That's why I wanted to bring up that that story. And I, I think that's what I meant to say. So one more thing I wanted to bring up, um, the whole not all men conversation. Do you have any thoughts about that first? Not all men. Have you seen the hashtag not all men? I have not, no. Okay, so basically it's hashtag not all men are predators. Not all men want to perpetuate toxic masculinity. And sure, like that is, okay, we understand that that's true. They're like, I don't want to. Right, we don't want to generalize for sure. However, that is mostly 99.999% of the time used as a rebuttal to women and people who, or honestly, anybody who's who's a victim of sexual abuse or a, I don't want to say victim, um, survivor. 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 Um, it's, well, yeah, but not all men are like that. When people say, oh, men, you know. Well, I think it's used similarly to how you were describing boys be boys. It's just a, it's a simple phrase to deflect a deeper conversation. Yes, yeah, yeah. And it's the same thing with, like, when people said Black Lives Matter. And people said, right. well, all lives matter. Right. But it's not that we're... It's not that we're saying that all men are this type type of person or all lives don't matter. It's just that we're bringing to light a specific issue mm-hmm. in this moment that that is important important to talk about. Of course. So I just wanted to point that out. Like women or anyone who's saying, "Oh, men need to be held accountable." Um, most me- like it's it's not like I under- they understand that not all men are predators but there unfortunately are a lot of people like I I don't like generalizations but when you say oh well not all men just think about why you're saying that like you could either feel you know called out for one of two reasons either you're acting in a way that you shouldn't be right or you you feel like disrespected because oh well I don't do those things it's like yeah but enough people do for that t- for that conversation to be had and I think when we say not all men, it kind of, um, it's just taking away from the conversation. It's, it's, it's that whole allowing people to be heard that we were just talking well, about it's, who's it's, speaking. It's deflecting. And yes. When you say that phrase, it's deflecting. And I yes. think as a good way to end this episode is, um, as two people who identify as men mm-hmm. and as people that we said in this episode, we are very, uh, susceptible to criticism. If someone's calling you out or us out, mm-hmm. Or the in. first or in the first the first instinct is always going to be to be defensive, right? Right. But it's getting over that defense and saying, "Okay, let me hear how what I did, what I said, that's growing. was intended or, yes. or, or or was received mm-hmm. versus how I my intention was or how your intention was," and then going over the defense and reflecting or engaging in conversation about, "Okay, um, what can I do going forward?" That's not always to say that something that you did or said was. Um, wrong or right or whatever but if someone 
did perceive something, it might it doesn't it doesn't hurt to go into a conversation to to fully to more fully understand how something you did or said um, was received. Right, and to, and and to also, get more information about what you meant as your intention versus right. um, how it was received. And just because you didn't intend to hurt someone doesn't mean you didn't. Exactly. So that brings into the like, well, I'm sorry you took it that way. It's no, I'm sorry I hurt you. My closing thoughts are, I think this is a very important topic to talk about. Again, Nick and I are not experts on this topic at all, but we did feel like in light of recent events um, and, you know, being two people who identify as men, it would be an interesting conversation um, for the two of us to have together as well as um, for our audience to hear. And we're interested to hear from you too. What what are some things that you think about? Did, some, did you resonate with something that we said? Do you want to add to the conversation? We are always welcome to... Um, having having audience members add to the conversation we always say at the end of every episode leave us a voice message on our website anchor.fm forward slash point of view and you can do that and we can include those on other episodes so if you want to add something to the conversation um or send just send us an email and we can always just you know quote it you know anonymously what have you um but i think this is a very important conversation to have um we're not experts but i think you know Clearly, we yeah. can we can bring um you know our our takes our our lived experience to it yeah. Hopefully we did that today with this episode. Yeah, and honestly, like, I feel like a lot of this was, you know, just anxiety and a heavy conversation, but I struggled through a lot of what I wanted to say, and really we're just scratching the surface, right? Mm-hmm. But if you keep scratching the surface, you're going to get somewhere, right. if that makes sense. And by I don't mean, like, oh, just keep going surface level. I mean, if you keep having this conversation and keep learning, like I said at the beginning of this episode, like, I learn every time that we do a podcast episode. As always, we really appreciate you listening to this episode. We hope you enjoyed it. Um, we definitely want to hear feedback. If, if you have something you want to add, if you want to just, you know, comments, questions, um, something that we didn't touch on, you know, like I said, we um, are, not, are not perfect. We're human. We make mistakes. And we, might, we definitely didn't cover everything in terms of this topic. So right. um, we might have said something know. that you disagree with. Yes. So even that. We, or we, wrong. We said interested. something that, you know. We're interested in, in what you have to say. So with that, um, we're going to sign off for today. My name is Justin Du. I'm Nick Gervasi. And you can reach us at our email, and really do, um, at pointofdewpodcast at gmail.com or by sending us a voice message on our website, anchor.fm forward slash pointofdew. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at pointofdewpodcast or Twitter at pointofdew. If you enjoy our show, give us a rating or review in the Apple Podcast Store or share us with a friend or family member. We really appreciate all of your support. And as always, we hope you have a great week. Thank you for listening. And until next time, H. Paper, we wrote down our stories. We can't be able to decide will they will see the end. Of course, because they will carry on. If the other side is a sad story. Colors will
be the same.